Well, happy um, Mother's Day, and um, we, because of our moms, we get to enjoy all the benefits of life and even coffee today, thanks to our moms who are here, and uh, so uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, today we talk, we're going to talk about a subject about listening better, how the wise people actually listen. You know, usually when I'm preparing a message, um, it takes all week, you know, and to the point where, like, I forget last week's message. So I go to CG, and it's kind of funny because I can't remember what I said last week, and my, our leaders are saying, oh, you know, and I'm like, wow, that was pretty good, you know, um, sometimes. But um, yesterday after our uh, prayer meeting here, I was driving home. We had our elders meeting after, and I was driving home, and I thought, oh, I'm going to pick up some dim sum for my family and treat them. Better than flowers is dim sum, right? And, um, and so I decided to, so I, and I try to, I, if you've eaten dim sum, you know, it is kind of a controlled chaos, right? And so, but I try to call it in, and I've never really called it in. I usually will point to the cart lady that, that, and that, because I don't know the names. And, uh, but I'm now, can you imagine, I'm trying to call it in. And as I'm calling in, um, we're, me and this guy on the other line, we're having this discussion. And it, before we know, it starts to get to like a yelling, right? Because um, I'm like, I want four of those white things, the, the round one with shrimp. And then he is cutting me off, yelling out the technical name. And I'm like, I'm not sure, but do you have scallop? And then we're going down. And we're on the phone. And he's cutting me off. I'm cutting him off. And we're going back and forth, back and forth. Finally... I kind of surrender. I said, yeah, okay, okay, that's fine. I'll take whatever. And he goes, okay, be here in 15 minutes. And as we're hanging up, I'm already there because we've been talking on the phone for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, and I walk in and he's hanging up the phone, probably bad-mouthing me, this guy. And then I walk in, I'm here. They're like, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, I wait. So I pay and I bring it home. I bring it home and Sharon's like, oh, you brought dim sum, that's nice. And she opens it up and she's like, why did you order so much? And I was like, I, I don't know. And it's tray after tray after tray. And she goes, how much did you pay? I was like, it was like 55, 60 bucks. For dim sum, are you crazy? You know, it should be less than like, you know, seven, eight bucks a person. I was like, hey, I don't know. Just Let's just enjoy this, right? <laughs> and so we have like uh, a tray after tray of leftover, right? Uh, every time I said something, he was just writing it down. And anyways, boy, and I was thinking... That was a failure of listening. I didn't listen to him, he didn't listen to me, and we, we look at this text today, and it talks about how important listening is, but you think about this. Um, in our day and age today, because of technology, just email alone, they estimate there's about 107 trillion emails that go out in this world. And some of you um, have you know a trillion of it already in your inbox, you haven't deleted it, right? And uh, we have so much information, and then the text messages keep on coming. Um, and then the Facebook messages keep coming. And then if you're savvy enough, the Instagram, someone's writing you something. And now they don't even write you. They just send you a little emoji, right? And then you say you like the emoji. That's the courtesy. And uh, not only that, we're inundated by all this communication around us. And what does that make us do? It makes us people who are very impatient. What's, what do you want to get across? Let me scroll forward to the end. Let's wrap it up. And that's how we can get. And you know what? We can do that with the uh, beloved people of God as well. 
And we could just say, hey, hey, just get to the point. I'm not here to talk and listen to you. Um, when I ask you how you were doing, I, want, I wasn't actually asking how you were doing. I was just saying that. And it affects our relationships with the most beloved people around us. Not only that, with the one above us in a vertical level. And so we're going to look at this idea of communication, listening and communication, and why that is such a spiritual discipline as it is a practical discipline that helps us all in all that we do. You know, we're so in a rush. Uh, we don't think sometimes, and we, we send the wrong text to someone else, or we send an email without putting the attachment on it. And, but that gets in human interaction as well. You know, there's a story of a lady who was rushing to send off her Christmas cards, and she would send them off every year. She had so much to do, and she was so busy that she had 40-some people that she had to send it off to last minute, and she went to the card store, and she looked at any box, and there was one box of Christmas cards, and it had 50 inside. So she said, perfect. She takes the 50, puts the labels on it, signs her name, and sends them all off, and she ends up having one left over sitting in the cart. Sends 49 away. And she, later on in the evening, she looks at the one card, and she opens it up, and she finally reads what the card said, and inside it says, this card is just to say, a little gift is on the way, right? Um, and so she's like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And then we, we've done things like that. We have sent things, right? And we have said things without thinking. And today we look at this, and the Bible we know so well, right? And the simplest one, I, I think about this, is James 1.19, be quick to hear, slow to speak. And I love the way he says it. Quick to hear, slow to speak. It's interesting, you know, uh, I was doing a lot of reading about this, and they say that the average person thinks that they are funnier than they are. The average person thinks that they are a better driver than they are. Uh, right? We judge everyone, oh, it's too slow, oh, that's wrong. And, uh, and then the average person, they think they're better listeners than we are. So right now, as we are doing this, all of us are going, oh, yeah, she needed to hear this. Oh, you know, oh, I need to get, make sure I send this link over. Oh, you know, and you're maybe even drawing her face on the little bulletin, right? Oh, she, he, or he needed to hear this. But really, it's all of us. I need to hear this. I need to learn to be quick to hear, slow to speak. And we look at this text today, and I just want to highlight four things that wise people do. Right? It's talking about wisdom. If you want to become wiser in what does God want for me, these four things we want to do when it comes to listening. Number one is that, yeah, we want to, the wise listen and they speak less. They speak less. Verse 5, it says, it is better for man to hear the rebuke of the wise than to hear the songs of fools. It says, verse 6, for the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fools. This also is vanity. So this is the picture we get. One picture is the guy, he goes to go see his mentor, boss, father, whoever it is, an older brother, you know, and he's now going to hear rebuke. Right? And say, hey, you know, you should do this and, you know, it's, it's, you should do that. And it's like, it's not a pleasant thing. But the wise know that's good. Versus... On the other side, he says, it's sitting around with a group of fools and everyone's having a good time just laughing. You're telling the jokes. They're just laughing. They're not even laughing at your jokes. Maybe they're just laughing at you. And the writer here says in verse 6, for as the crackling of thorns under a pot, it crackles, it pops, but it doesn't produce any real heat. It just makes a lot of noise. It, is value, it has no value. 
So either the person is talking and they're the ones that's hey, getting a reaction or they're going to hear from a wise man. He says it's better to hear from the wise man. It's better to hear and listen than it is to talk. The psalmist uh, has this prayer in Psalm 141 verse 3. And he asks God this, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. What a prayer that is. How many times have we said something, hurt someone, uh, discouraged someone by not thinking twice? And so we need to pray, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lips. You know, the Proverbs, uh, writer of Proverbs says in 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in his understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Takes no pleasure in understanding only in giving his own opinion. So we have to learn to listen first, talk slow, listen quickly, be quick to hear, and talk slow. Several years ago during my sabbatical break, I had a chance to go and take a class with the famous Dr. J.I. Packer. And those of you who are, um, you know, seminary people, whatever, you're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. You know, Christianity Today said that in modern history, he is the second most important theologian in our day. First was C.S. Lewis, right? So it's is a big deal to take his class. And I got to go up to uh, Regent to take the class with him. He was in his 90s at the time. He was legally blind, so he couldn't drive and do things. Um, you know, and it was like, man, I get to sit under him before he goes to the Lord. Right, really, that was a thought. And so we're there in the classroom. It's about this size, right? I don't know, 150 people or something in the class, and I'm sitting there, and he is just dropping, like, nuggets of wisdom, right? And, it, and he would say, like, just real simple things, but it depends who, who it comes from, you know? The Christian life is hard, and I was like, oh, you know, the Christian life is easy. Oh, you know, I was writing stuff down, and I thought it was, it was so good. But now... Sitting there for a week, there's, there was the same couple characters always raising their hand. And it started bothering me because I want to hear Dr. Packer because he might go home to the Lord before this class is in. And the same two guys. Are, and the way they would phrase the questions, we all know. And we've all been there. We've all people, heard people. They're not really asking a question. They're using the form of a question to say what they want to say. And there was this guy. Um, I wanted to know what you thought about, and then they talk about, blah, 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 and I was like, oh my gosh, he doesn't have much time, let him talk. The thing that impressed me so much, now if I was labeled the second most important theologian of modern history, and I had written hundreds of books, and, uh, and I'm teaching, I'd say, hey, son, no, uh, talk to me after, no, don't talk to me now. But he sat and he would listen to them. And he would listen to everything the guys would say. Goes, oh. so you, and then so he would repeat back to them. So you mean to say, you think maybe this is it? Goes, yeah, the guy, wouldn't you say that? Goes, oh, that's a good point. And I was more impressed with his patience and his listening than even some of the things he was saying. I thought, wow. Because if I knew, and I'm in my, God willing, I'm in my 90s. I'm not going to pause for too many people, right? I got to get through what I got to get through. It is uh, the late Dallas Willard who said this, I'm practicing the discipline of not having to have the last word. Oh, that is a discipline, isn't it? 
Oh, that is so hard, isn't it? I don't have to have the last word. What a discipline that is. So the wise listen and they speak less. Secondly, the wise listen and they end up growing wiser. The, per, the wise person who is listening or reading and taking in information, they end up getting wiser. And on the other end of it, it's the person who doesn't listen who do not get any wisdom. You think about this, hearing our own voice, hearing our own opinions over and over, uh, you're limited to yourself. You're not going to learn something new from yourself. You don't say, wow, well, that was profound. You know, wow, I, I'm so smart. No, you know, if you get lost somewhere, you pull over and you ask someone else because my knowledge, I've exhausted all that I know. So the wise listen and they end up becoming wiser. It is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise and to hear the song of fools. They become wiser. They listen and they gain something from it. There's a little story uh, in a book called Directions by James Hamilton. And in it, he talks about a man uh, way back before refrigerators were invented and so on. Um, they would have these ice houses, right? And so during winter, you would cut out chunks of ice from the, uh, the lake and you would bring it in and you would cover it with sawdust to keep it from melting and you would keep it in as insulated of a room as possible. No windows, the doors were very small and it was very tight and dark. It was a dark place and you would stack up the ice and you would bring their food in and sometimes it would last, the ice would last all the way till summer. The man who had set this up one day had lost his watch while he was working in there. And it was so dark, uh, they couldn't see and they couldn't want, you can't bring a fire in there at all. And so he called his workers in and they're digging around, they're digging around, they're trying to find his watch and they give up and they come back out. And the, the man's young son goes in. Five minutes later, he comes out, he goes, hey, found the watch. And they're like, how'd you find it? How'd you find it? He goes, well, I put my head down and I laid down near on the ice cube and I closed the door so I didn't hear you guys, and it was quiet, and I just heard the tick, 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 and then I found it. To just be the one listening, what we gain from listening, we often think, boy, I need to be the one talking, right? Um, it is Mark Twain who said, a man who does not read good books has no advantage over the man who can't read them. That's so true. If God has given us years to hear, and he has given us the ability to learn, and yet we refuse to take it in, uh, we are no better than someone who can't. The wise, thirdly, listen to the right voices. They're not, it doesn't mean you're gullible. It doesn't mean that you're easily impressionable, that you get taken advantage of. You listen to the right voices, and there's where wisdom comes. It says in verse 5, it is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise, to have enough wisdom to know who the wise are, and then to be humble enough to know there are people wiser than me. Anytime I gather, there's someone who is wiser than me in this subject, idea, and life. I can learn from someone, but to have that kind of wisdom. Now, what is better to listen to? A rebuke, it says in verse five, or songs, right? The songs of fools. He uses this expression here to contrast the two. A rebuke is harsh, the songs are enjoyable. A rebuke seems difficult, the songs is fun. 
He says, it's actually better to listen to a rebuke. The, the source matters. The songs of fools will not do anything for you, it tells us here. The psalmist says in 141.5, let a righteous man strike me, it is a kindness. Let him rebuke me, it is oil for my head. To listen, to have the wisdom to know, okay, this, um, the, I saw, uh, read an interview with uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson had earned in his prime somewhere between three, four hundred million dollars. And his highlights are always still amazing to watch. Um, at, by the year of 2003, he had filed for bankruptcy. Right? And so he had fought through, his, uh, through the 90s. And then before he knew, he had lost all this money. And, and they asked him about why he lost it. And he said he was surrounded by all these people, his entourage or these people around him. And he said they were a bunch of yes men. And so he says, oh, you think I can do this? Yeah, you can do this. Should I, I'm going to buy another house. Yeah, you can do that. Hey, I'm going to go travel here. Yeah, you can do that. And he was surrounded by a bunch of yes men, and he is asked about them. And he says, he says, uh, he says they, I can't even call them leeches. That's too decent of a word to call them. In his distinct Mike Tyson voice, which I was tempted to imitate, but I won't, right? <laughs> but you can hear it. It is uh, Andy Stanley who says that leaders who don't listen will eventually be surrounded by people who have nothing to say. And so if you think about yourself in the workplace, think of yourself in uh, whatever setting. If you have some kind of a position or you're in charge of something, and if you don't listen to the intern or the underling or the, the one that is new, the one that's not as advanced as you, if you don't listen, everyone around they're smart enough to know I'm not going to waste my time with that person. Why would I waste my words with them? That person doesn't listen anyways. And they'll be surrounded by now um, people who have nothing to say. And lastly, is this wise listen as a spiritual discipline. Now this, uh, you could talk about listening and you can go into now um, leadership books, management books. Um, you can go into relational stuff, and they talk about the art of listening and marriage and relationships. All of it, it's, it's all very important on a vertical, uh, horizontal level relationship. And it impacts now good leaders and good wives and husbands and good parents and good friends. It's all about listening. But there is definitely a spiritual discipline, a spiritual aspect to this. It is essential for us to grow in our faith. We cannot grow in our faith if we do not hear and the Bible repeats this over and over about you have to hear. You know, the accusation against Israel in Isaiah 66, 65, 66, it's mentioned a couple times, is this in 65, 12 of Isaiah. When I called, this is God talking, when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen. And so there is this uh, vertical relationship and God says, hey, I, I spoke to you, you didn't listen. When I called, you didn't answer. And so this discipline and act of listening is not just about benefiting my relationships here, but it's to the one who's above. Remember when Elijah is uh, called by God and he uses a whisper to call him? Right In 1 Kings 19, there's the picture of Elijah, and uh, boy, the winds come, and the earthquake shakes him, and the fires come, and it's in the midst of that, a gentle whisper comes. And he hears him. When Samuel is called to be prophet, there's a whisper of his name. 
You say, well, how come God doesn't use the earthquakes? How come God didn't use the winds or the fire? Why is there a gentle call? I think it's because he wants to let us know, I'm, I'm right here. I'm very close to you. I don't need to yell. I'm right next to you. I'm with you. And he gets our attention. He says, take it off of the, and all of us, we have the fires, we have the earthquakes in our lives, right? All the urgent things, and it's always bombarding us. And that needy person is texting you, and the problem at work is always coming up, and someone is calling, and there's all these things, the earthquakes, the fires, and the winds are all around, but sometimes we have to now learn to listen to the whisper of God. What is he saying? You know, in Luke chapter 8, Jesus tells a story. We know so well about the, uh, the sower, and he's putting seed out on four different types of ground, and there's four reactions, right? Uh, we know this, and I just want to read a little bit. In verse 5, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell among the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. The second, uh, and some fell on the rock, and as it grew, it withered because it had no moisture. Thirdly, verse 7, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew, and it choked it. And then finally, the fourth, it fell, some fell into the good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he says to the disciples, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The seed is the word of God. It comes to the ear, and then it goes into the heart. And then it yields fruit in our lives. Sometimes we say this today, so we, right? And it's so true. It goes in one and it goes out the other. It doesn't stop at the heart. The heart in the Bible is the center of the will. It is the crux of who we are. It is the heart. It is where we make our life decisions. This defines us. And the word of God never reaches it. It just goes away. And in verse, chapter 8, verse 11, you know, the disciples say, well, what do you mean by this? Can you explain this parable? And he explains it. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The one along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their, ears, from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. It's interesting. This isn't just a life skill, a relationship skill. This is a spiritual issue. The devil will come and snatch it away, it says. Doesn't want the word to get into our now. Going back to all this technology and all the stuff that we have. Why is this all out here? Because I think some of it, devil, the devil is using it to make us people, I just, I can't focus on anything. I can't listen to anyone. I just need to go and be continually bombarded by distractions and I'm living in distraction and I can't figure, I cannot hear. And if the devil could make that happen and there are notifications going off and off and off on us, we cannot get the word into our heart. And it says here about the one that grew, it says in verse 15, as for that in the good soil, they are those who hearing the word, right? They hear the word. Hold it fast in an honest and good heart. It goes into the heart and bear fruit with patience. It comes out in this way. So it is crucial that we somehow take some time to hear and listen to the words of God. It is so important. And it is so important that we develop this discipline of sitting under the feet of the teaching and submit to now the words of God to God, what are you saying to me? To listen 
and to go to him and say, God, produce this faith. And I think the devil is coming and saying, we got to keep it from getting into their hearts. Let's just distract them. Let's distract them with whatever it is. Let's change how people listen. Let's just distract them and let's get it out. But yet we have to hear in this way. And so this discipline of listening impacts the people, the souls, the eternal souls who are so valuable around you. Some of you who are now married, some of you who have children, these are the most valuable people God has placed. The people at work, the dignity of the human being, you have an opportunity not just to go and start a conversation, but to get to know them. Not only can we do that, but it's the same with God. We can go and say, God, I actually want to hear, and I want it to now go into my heart. And I want it to be in my heart, God, and bear fruit from it. We ask questions often. You know, someone said there's two types of listeners. One is those who listen so they could respond, right? Um, They'll ask you things like, everything okay, right? Meaning, I don't really want to hear how you're doing. I just want to say you're okay or, you know, um, versus the person who asks, how are you? And they listen. The person who goes to God, Lord, speak, here am I, I'm listening. Versus saying, God, let me just go off, go through my list, my checklist. We, we're supposed to read this verse to church, and here you go, here you go. You know, I, I'm done with this. You know, I, I posted it on Instagram. I let people know. I drink coffee and read a Bible verse today. Okay, I'm done. Whew. I gotta go. I got busy things to do now. I got important things. So sit and hear. And by the hearing of God's word, faith is now increased. And there's fruit that'll come about. And so... Let me encourage us as a church to listen to each other. How can you love someone you do not know? So in our fellowship, listen to each other. Ask how are you without cutting them off and hear how they are doing. And then to approach God regularly and listen to his word. He has manifested himself through Christ and the words of God are recorded for us and he speaks to us today. He calls, will we answer? He speaks, will we hear? And that is what we have to do. And that is my prayer for us all. Let's make that our prayer. Let's pray. So Lord, would you help us to grow in our faith? Help us to love those around us.